Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Lamed, Labriyut. Lamed for Labriyut in Maseches Ksubas. Okay, let's start four lines up from the bottom of Chavtesamid Beis. For those of you in Dublin and uh, Brussels, I don't don't lose faith, but we're about to have Tisha B'Av. Uh, may it be, uh, may all of our Aval turn to Simcha and all of our mourning turn to the uh, joy in the rebuilt base of Mikdash, Bezat Hashem. Uh, even this year. But Monday and Tuesday, David, I'm unfortunately in New York. Just to add to my own depression. I don't know if that makes you happy or sad, but for me, it's sad. Because we're learning these incredible sugyas in Elunaros in Ksubas. So, and so Bezat Hashem will resume Wednesday. But let's start four lines up from the bottom of Chavtesim and Bez. And what were we talking about? Ula Rav Yeshev of the Amar. Well, the following thing. The Mishnah in Elunaros said that these women get a knas. Don't forget, right? The ones umefate, right? The women who were violated in one way or another and there were no longer basulos. And now their perpetrator has to, right, pay a knas. The chiddush of our Mishnah is that the, the girl, in order to get the knas, has to be in Nara. So we already explained that that was according to Rabbi Meir, not according to the Chachamim. Right, because according to the Chachamim, she could get the knas, right, or her father could get the knas even after she's three years old. Not, we don't, she doesn't have to wait until she's a Nara. I think at the very beginning of yesterday's shear, I uh, botched up the life cycle of this girl. She becomes a Nara when she ha- when she gets the Shtesaros, right? She becomes a Nara um, right when she turns twelve or gets the Shtesaros, and then she becomes a Bogaret after that. Anyways. We'll get, we'll get more into that. But be that as it may, our Mishnah was, is according to Rameh, that she has to be a Nara. And then we said, right, that our Mishnah is also not like Rav Shimon Ataymani and Shimon ben Menasia. Why? Because they would say, looking at the Pasuk, as we said, that there's two things, let's say in the case of an onus, there's two things that the perpetrator has to do. He has to pay a knas and he has to marry her. So the way they read the Pasuk was, well, if you cannot marry her, so then you don't have to pay the knas. That is not what our mission says, right? Our mission says that despite the fact that you cannot marry her, right? And we had three categories of ladies. We had the Psul of Nisin Mamzer Kusi, right? He, he still gets the knas. And then we had the Yisurei Lav. And then we had the Yisurei Karis, even the Krovim. If, so again, if one violates a Karov, right, so, uh, then... Uh, if a man is violating a girl who, he's, who would be one of the Krovim to him and to marry her would be an Isser Kares, right? Then in our Mishnah, he still has to pay the Knas. And that is against the sheet of Shimon of Temani and Shimon ben Menasya. Now, the difference between, right, Shimon of Temani and Shimon ben Menasya is where we left off. What would be the difference? Are there cases, because after all, they argue about which case you would give a knas and which case you would not give a knas, right? Shimon ben uh, Shimon Hatemani said that it has to be a kiddushin sheyesh bahavaya. What's a kiddushin sheyesh bahavaya? It means that the kiddushin that if a person said harayat mikudeshetli that they actually she would be considered mikudeshet. She would need to get a garrison, right? She would need to sever that marriage. That marriage is chal, as we say in the yeshivas. Okay, that's called yesh bah, That's called Right, Yeshba Havaya. Okay, so that would exclude, 
isure kares, where if you are Makadash a woman that's an isur kares, that could, that's like you said nothing, right? It is not effective at all, right? So all the isure kares, certainly according to Shimon money, you would not get a knas, because it's, because after all, again, as we said before, he holds that if you can't marry her, you don't have to pay her knas. And the isure kares, you can't marry her. What about the isure lav? Well, isure lav, you can, the Kedushan Artofes, right? However, which is to say it's an Isser. Because it's an Isser means you're not allowed, means you're not allowed to perpetuate that marriage. Even though the marriage would work, you would have to sever it. Okay? So according to Shimonate money, you would still have to pay a Knas. In other words, anywhere where the Kedushan is Tofes, you would have to pay a Knas. Whereas Shimon bin Menasia would say, that if it's Eina Re'uya Lekaima, even there you do not have to pay a knas. So even with the Yisra Lav, right, you would not have to pay a knas. So what we're going to start with today is this question of when you say Re'uya Lekaima, well, Re'uya Lekaima sounds like, does that mean that it would be an Isr or does it mean that you're just not allowed to do it and it's an unsavory Shidduch? Right? What exactly does Shimon Benasya mean when he says Ruila Kaima? Because after all, Shimon Ataymani and Shimon Benasya are advancing two different shitas, right? One says that, it, that you don't pay the knas if the, as long as you're not allowed to stay married. The other one says you don't pay the knas if the condition isn't tofus. But, where we pick up four lines up from the bottom of Tesem Bez, the Gemara asks, Ula Rabbi Shevav de Amar, Boru Nitzvach Alakiva Ben Yosef. And that's where we left off. Because Rabbi Kiva, after all, says, as we left off yesterday, that ain kiddushin tofsin b'chayve lavin, right? So that, right, uproots everything we just said. We just said that the whole difference between Shimon ben Nasya and Shimon Ataymani is that an iser lav, right, where it is just, right, a prohibition to get married, but the marriage works, so then that would be the difference. One would say, well, the marriage actually takes hold, and therefore you'd have to give a knas. And the other one says, well, the, mar- that, well, the marriage, right, uh, that even though the marriage takes hold, because of the fact that it's Eina Re'ilakaima, you still don't give a knas. That was what we said the Machlokas was. But Rabbi Kiva has a famous shita, which is that any time a marriage is not, uh, is not allowed, is not allowed to be Re'ilakaima, it's considered that then we don't allow the marriage to take hold. How do we know? Because famously, and we've already learned this in Yuvamas and elsewhere, that he holds that the union, for, so for example, a Kohen marries a Grusha, right? That condition works, so to speak, but it's an Usr. So he would have to get, he would have to get divorced from her, right? Again, but, but the, uh, the Shita of, of Rabbi Akiva would be that the child would be a Mamzer, right? The child would be a Mamzer if it's an Isr Lav, which is to say, even if, well, uh, well. so now we have to work it backwards. We have to say, according to Rabbi Kiva, the fact that he says a child would be a mamzer, and this is a very important point, that means that he holds that the Kiddushan would never even hold. Right? So that becomes the problem. Because if you hold that the child would be a mamzer, and then you retrofit that back, then you're saying that in a case where the child would be a mamzer, that means the Kiddushan doesn't take hold. Which means that if you hold that in every time that there's an Isser Lav, the condition doesn't take hold, now we no longer have a distinction between, right, Rab Shimon ben Hatemani and Shimon ben Menasya, because anything that's not Roy Lakaima is also, right, not Yeshba Havaya. And therefore, why would they argue Yeshba Havaya versus Ruya Lakaima? Because anything that's not Ruya Lakaima, meaning anything that's an Isser, is also a situation where the, t- t- situa- where the, 
condition won't take hold, and therefore there is no case, according to Rabbi Akiva, right, where the, they would be arguing, because in all of those cases, the condition won't take hold, and you would not be giving a kanas. Again, this is all against our Mishnah, we say we would give a kanas. But where do Shimon Ataymani and Shimon Benassi argue if the Kaima and Yesh Bahavaya is this one and the same, according to Rabbi Akiva? So another way of saying it is, how does Rabbi Akiva understand, these are tonight, how does Rabbi Akiva understand this machlok is Shimon Taimani and Shimon ben Benassia? So that's where we are. So we said, well, maybe it's Alman Alakoin Gadol. Okay? So we said, okay, it could be, because uh, there's a shita that says that Rabbi, that Rav, Rav Simai, Rav Simai said that Alman Alakoin Gadol is one case where Rabbi Akiva does not make Mamzerim. So maybe that's the one case where there would be a difference between Shimon ben Asa and Shimon Taimani. So now the Gemara says, "Will Rabbi Yisheiv of the Amar Bov Benitzvah Chalakib and Yosef Shaya Omer Kol She'ein Lo Biyah Beisrael Have Lad Mamzer Mai Beinayu." Okay. So now Rabbi Yisheiv wants to yell at Rabbi Akiva. Bov Benitzvah Chalakib Ben Yosef. He wants to shout in protest. Why? Because according to Rabbi Yisheiv, Rabbi Akiva holds that anybody who ain't Lo Biyah Beisrael, the Vlad is Mamzer, which in, indicates that what. So it's interesting. It looks like he's arguing on Rav Simai. After all, Rav Simai says that Almana Lakoin Gadol, Rabbi Kiva does not make a Mamzer. And it sounds like Rabbi Sheva holds that he that Almana Lakoin Gadol, he certainly does make a Mamzer. Okay. So then if that's the case, says the Gemara Mai Beinayu. So if even Almana Lakoin Gadol he makes a Mamzer, so then okay, so now we really still we still don't have a case where Ainarakaima, right, and Yeshbahavaya have any difference because every case where it's not Rory Lakayim, according to Rabbi Kiva, is going to be a problem. Says the Gemara, no. As we finally arrive at Lamed Amad Aleph, as Rashi, the first Rashi Lamed Amad Aleph explains, is considered an Asay. In other words, right, that the way the Pasuk is worded is that the Mitzri and Idomi Right, obviously they're converting. We're not talking about marrying Goyim because then you don't get a Knas anyway. But if they've converted, they still have to convert within, after three generations, right? But, Betoch Shadoros, right? Which is another way of saying, Rashi's just explaining that the second generation, even if they convert, you cannot marry them. And the third generation, you can. And it's a lav hababiklal hasei, because it tells you that you're allowed to marry on the third generation. And it therefore implies that you're not allowed to marry in the first and second generation. Well, guess what? When it's just an implication, Rashi is pointing out, that is not considered a love, that's considered an assay. So it's important here to understand that Rav Simai and Rav Yeshevav, if you're saying that Rav Yeshevav is just modifying Rav Simai, then he's saying anything where there is a love, which is, is a love, that's the machlokas. The, Rav, Rav uh, Simai would say that everything except for Amon Alkoin Gadol, and therefore that's the case that Shimon and Temani Shimon and Nasi are arguing about, and Rav Sheva would say, no, even Amon Alkoin Gadol, anything that's a love, would be considered, right, Ein Bahavaya, according to uh, Rabbi Akiva. So therefore, what would be a case where Rav Shimon and Temani and Rav Shimon and Nasi could argue about according to Rabbi Akiva? It would have to be a case of an assay, because what we're saying now is that even Rabbi Sheva would concede that in a situation of an assay, Rabbi Akiva would say that the marriage would work. So again, just to pan out, if a man violates a woman 
who is a second generation Mitzri, in that case, he would have to pay a knas, right? According to, right? According to Yesh, according to in other words, according to Yesh Bahavaya, and he would not, according to, right, Ruila Kaima. That's what, that's what it is, right? According to, according to Yesh Bahavaya, there is, I don't know which way I just said it, but according to Yesh Bahavaya, if it's an Ase, then it should be Yesh Bahavaya, right? And therefore you should pay a Knas, but it should not be Ruila Kaima. That would be the Machlokas, according to, right, Rabbi Akiva, according to, Rabbi Yeshevav's version of Rabbi Akiva, that would be the machlokas between Shimon Taimani and Shimon Manasi. Do you see why this is so popular in yeshivas? That's one of the reasons. Don't worry, there's going to be, you go, it's, it's going to be uh, piling up soon. It's very good. So now the Gemara says like this, a very interesting thing. This is an interesting point that the Gemara is making like this. We just said that Rabbi Sheva is modifying Rav Simai, which is to say, right, I'll, I'll, I'll read the, le- the words here and translate. All of this makes sense, meaning the idea that they'd be arguing about the third generation Mitzri, which is just an Isra say, makes sense if what you're saying is that Rabbi Sheva is modifying that Rabbi Sheva is modifying what Rav Simai says. Rav Simai, don't forget, was only talking about Isur Lav. He says Rabbi Akiva thinks that uh, Kiddushan are never tofus in any Isur Lav except for Almanah Lekoin Gadol. And then Rav Sheva said to Rav Simai, hey, even Almanah Lekoin Gadol, he's not going to say that it's... Oh. So if what Rav Sheva was doing was modifying Rav Simai and saying that in even Almanah Lekoin Gadol, Rabbi Akiva would not allow the marriage to take hold, so then I can understand that an Isur say of a Mitzri would be left over as a nafkamina between Rav Shemar Taimani and Shemar Ben Manasya. Because after all, it's something that's not allowed, it's not Ru'ya Lakaima, but it is Yesh Bahavaya. Right? So, since it's Yesh Bahavaya, then according to the Shita of Yesh Bahavaya, you would give a Knas, but it's Eni Ru'ya Lakaima, and therefore according to that Shita, you would not give a Knas. Good. We have the case of the, of the second generation Mitzri. However, maybe Rav Shavav wasn't modifying Rav Simai at all. Maybe Rabbi Shevav was yelling at Akiva, Rabbi Akiva ben Yosef, for a for his own reasoning. Well, if you do that, and if he's not responding and playing off of Rav Simai, then when you say "Ain Ruir Lakaima," that just means it's not a good shidduch. You're not allowed to stay. Well, guess what? You're not allowed to stay in a marriage with a second generation Mitzri either. So, outside of the context of Rav Simai, Rabbi Shevav just sounds like any case where there's an isser of any kind, there would be. Ein Bahavaya. Rabbi Akiva would say that the children are Mamzerim and that the Kiddushin wouldn't take place. Well, what therefore ends up happening is that there, every case where it's Ein Lakaima, according to that, if you're saying that Rabbi Shevav is a standalone comment, then any case that Ein Averuya Lakaima is by definition Ein Bahavaya. Right? Because what Rabbi Shevav is saying, if it's a standalone comment, is whether it's an Isolav or an Isarasei, or anything that you're, any marriage that you're supposed to get out of, which is what Ein Ruilakaima means, by definition, Rabbi Kiva holds that Ein Bahavaya, right? That you're not allowed to have that marriage and the marriage won't take place. So if that's the case, then, then you're really stuck. Then Shimon Taimani and Shimon Manasseh are saying the same thing. According to this approach of Rabbi Yeshevav within, right, Rabbi Akiva, then it sounds like Rabbi Ein Ruilakaima and, and 
and Ein um, Bahavaya are in one and the same. And then we really don't know why they would be arguing. Shimon Benassian and Shimon Atimani would be arguing. Because it's the same thing. So that's what the Gemara is saying here, right? Right? If Rabbi Sheva is saying his own standalone Shita, then what he's saying is that Kol She'en Lobia Be'israel Havlad Mamzer Vafilu Chai Ve'asei Mai Be'inayhu. That if what you're saying is that all of Ein Ra'u'i Lakaima is in fact Ein Bahavaya, and in all of those cases Rabbi Kiva would say that the Vlad is Mamzer, and even cases of Chai Ve'asei, because after all Chai Ve'asei is still Ein Ra'u'i Lakaima, so then if every Ein Ra'u'i Lakaima is Ein Bahavaya, so then what would be the difference between Rishim Atemani and Shimon Menasya? Says the Gemara, Ike Be'inayu Be'ula Lakarin Gadol. Ah. Be'ula Lakarin Gadol, even if Rabbi Kiva would hold that anything that's an Isser Asay is also going to not work as a Kiddushin, and therefore there's no difference between Ein Ha'ilakayma and Ein Bahavaya. This one, this Isser Asay, he would say that Kiddushin would work. A Be'ula who marries a Kohen Gadol, and you have to look at the Rishonim, the Lashon Be'ula, he could have said Almana, but he didn't. Be'ula uh, is different, okay? But we're not, we don't have to get too uh, technical here. Uh, we'll just say that a ba'ula l'kohen gadol is something which is not shava l'kohen. We see over here, Rashi has to explain this. Ba'ula l'kohen gadol, Rashi says, she'ein ba'lav almanus. right? We're not talking about an almana. Ve'gerishin, because those are going to be an isra'lav, right? Almana l'kohen gadol, right? Grushava uh, almana lo yikahu. Those lav are for sure going to be an isra'lav. Rabbi Kiva is not going to do that. Ela asay de besula yikah, velo ba'ula. So you're talking about not an almana, but a girl that was a not a besula, not because she was married, because that would all and her husband died or divorced her, because that would be an isralav. Has to be talking about a girl that was not a besula because she had like a boyfriend prior to right being with this kohen gadol. Well, that situation would in fact be a situation where it's not an isralav, but it's an israsay, and on top of that, it's an iser. I say that is not shavalakol. And because it's not shavalakol, and it only applies to a coin gadol, then Rabbi Kiva is, not, is going to say that the Kiddushan can be tofus. And it is that very specific case that Shimon Taimani and Shimon ben Manasseh would be, argue on. And then Rashi just points out, what do you mean she had a boyfriend? She's a zaina if she had a boyfriend. So a zona, even a regular coin can't marry. So what are you talking about? There'd be no, there'd be no, uh, right? That would be a love, right? Uh, and it's a love. And therefore, if you hold it, the Rebbe Kiva would, wouldn't say that that condition wouldn't work uh, either. So he said, no, that, for that, you have to go and, this, and, and dig deeper into the machlokas of what constitutes a zona. It's not 100% clear, right, that anybody who had a boyfriend would be considered a zona, there is a machlokas elsewhere where they talk about what the zona is and, and is she uh, just a girl that had a boyfriend or did that boyfriend have to be of the usher type in order for her to be considered a zona? Okay, so Rashi is just pointing out this case of Be'ula Lekoin Gadol, in order for it to even work, you have to say that first of all, she had a boyfriend who was stark, so to speak, right? He was not the puzzle type. Okay, because if she'd be in a zona, then it'd be an isolav. Mind you, all of this is under, and, and, and Rashi's pointing out, all of this is all under the umbrella of who gets a knas, Barry? 
In order to get a knas, she has to be a nara. She has to be a basula. So how are we talking about a baula? Ah, so Rashi says at the end of the Rashi, baula shalokadarka. So you can understand why this is very popular in yeshivas, where you have to take, right, the whole case and make like eight modifications for it, to it, in order for the case to work altogether, in order for it to be relevant. And it's those modifications that really sharpen the mind. But be that as it may, uh, on the surface here, just to get through the shakalatari of the Gemara, just to get through the give and take, we have a Ba'ula Lakoin Gadol, which would be the one case where it's an Isra say, and it's not Shavalakol, and therefore that's the one case, according to Rabbi Shevav, where Rabbi Kiva would allow the marriage to be, uh, at least to take hold, albeit it would be Osir and it would not be sustained, and therefore that is the litmus, that is the case where they argue. It is Yesh Bahavaya, because after all the Kiddushin works, but it's Eina Ruila Kaima, you have to disband this Kiddushin, you have to dissolve it, and therefore it is in that case where Roshimun Ben Yasya and Roshimun Ataymani would be arguing. Wow. Says the Gemara, Umay Shna, why is that case different? So this is, we already said it. That's the one case where Bikiva lets the marriage take hold initially because says, Fine. Now, six lines down, Amar of Chista, that was uh, one aspect of Lamdus. It's been two months. Now, Nida will take a little shtickle over here. Amar of Chista, don't forget. We said that they're going to be all against our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says that the Surah Lav, the Surah, and the Surah Kares certainly. The the Yisuri Karis even and even and even and also certainly Yisuri Love they all going to be given a knas this nara right um, who gets violated okay and we said well Shimon Ben Nasi and Shimon Tamani certainly would disagree with that they would disagree with all of those cases of Karis that they certainly would say that she does not get a knas however the one case of Karis where they would agree where everybody would agree is Anida after all the bowl Anida isn't Yisuri Karis but. <laughs> You can marry Anita. You're allowed to stay married to Anita. Otherwise, it would be a very, a, a very interesting uh, society indeed, where you were not allowed to stay married to Anita. So says Rav Chista, and Shimon would certainly agree that even though that's an Isra Kares, if a person uh, violated Anita, then even though it's an Isra Kares, he certainly would pay a Knas. That's the one case they could all agree on. So now let's read it inside. According to Shimon Taimani, who says that you need to have Havaya in order to pay Knas, then Hanami Yeshba Havaya. Certainly, if a person marries Anita, as Rashi says, you marry her as Anita, she's still Mikudeshes, even if you marry her in her Nida state. And according to Shimon Bimnasya, who says that in order to get a Knas, it has to be a marriage that's allowed to be sustained. Certainly, a person, if he marries a girl, and sure enough, she becomes Anita, he's allowed to stay in that marriage. And therefore, certainly, if such a woman were to be violated, she would get the knas. Fine. So, that is the whole hawk with regards to Ruilakaima and Yeshba Havaya. Now, let's do another Lumdis treasure trove here. Nine or ten lines down here, the Kimle Midurabamine. We are not. Uh, let's see, at the uh, time of 6.02 a.m. with 23 minutes, we're not going to discuss the entire sugya of Kimle de Rabbe but we already started getting into it. <clears throat> it's not the time yet, although we'll get to it, Bezrat Hashem, to discuss what is the source of Kimle de Rabbe 
what are the mechanics of Kimla Vidirabamine. But the basic concept is that if a person ta- is taking on two Isurim at once, one of them being a Chi of Misa and the other one a Chi of Mamon. So, for example, a person uh, burns down someone else's house and all the property they're in on Shabbos. So he's Chai of Skila. So Bezdin's going to give him Skila, uh, but they're not going to make him pay for the property damage. Why? Because of Kim Lebed You give him the more severe punishment and you, and you relax the rest of it. So the moment is going to be, right, the least, the lesser of the punishments and that we forego. You know, we can get into Malkus until the wazoo. Where does Malkus fit in with Kim Lebed and what does and doesn't. We'll get into all of that. But first, let's take it slow. Says the Gemara. How does that come into our how does that come into our case? Well, huh. our case is talking about, let's say, the last, the, the, the third category of girls, where a man was Boel, a woman for whom there is an Isser Kares to be with. Well, that's an Isser Kares, Andrew. Isser Kares is a horrible thing, Rahman al Why is he paying a knas if he has an Isser Kares? So you could say, well, Isser Kares, that Hashem's taking care of that. So you might have said, that Kimle Midrabimine means, well, Bezdin, when they issue punishment, like a skila, right? One of the Haruge Bezdin. So then, when they issue a punishment, they can only issue like a capital punishment. Uh, when there's capital punishment and financial punishment simultaneous, they issue the capital and they forgo the, right? And they forgo the uh, financial punishment. However, Isakaris, what do you mean? So Hashem gives them the Isakaris and Bezdin will give them the financial knas. That should work. Yeah, that should work, but not according to Mechunia ben Akana. Because Mechunia ben Akana holds that even an Isra Kares is included in this concept of Kimle Midarabamine. And therefore, according to Mechunia ben Akana, in a case where a person violated a woman who was an Isra Kares, he would not have to pay a Knas. So that's not what our Mishnah says. Our Mishnah says in that third category of, of Naros that you do have to pay a Knas, and therefore it is not according to Mechunia ben Akana. That's what our Gemara is saying now. What does that have to do with Yom Kippur and Shabbos? Yeah, because if a person burned your house down on Shabbos, he's Chayef Skila, and therefore he's going to be exempt from the payments. But on Yom Kippur, it's a Chayef Kares. Oh, but didn't see a difference. He said Yom Kippur is like Shabbos with respect to Tashlumin, which is to say, Ma Shabbos mitchayev benafsho patrmin atashlumin af Yom Kippurim. Just like if someone burns someone else's house down on Shabbos, he would be chayev skila and therefore would not have to pay Tashlumin financially. Af Yom Kippurim, even if he burned your hand down on Yom Kippur where it's not an Isra skila, but rather it's an Isra Kares, mitchayev benafsho patrmin atashlumin. He's still mitchayev benafsho, not by Bezdin. Bezdin's not going to kill him, but the fact that Hashem's going to kill him, so to speak, is going to make him patr mitashlumin. Bezdin is going to not issue a knas because they know, hey, Hashem's going to kill you for your havara on Yom Kippur, and therefore we are not going to give you a financial knas. Amazing. So Gemara now is going to search for the source of Nechunim and Akana has for how does he know that an Isra Kares is treated the same, Minashamayim is treated the same as a Misa Bizde Bezdin. So says the Gemara, my time is Why does he think that the two are the same? Uh, when did this happen? Well, 
Asom bidei Adam is when two guys are fighting and they hit the pregnant woman, right? Bechin asu anashim, right? And then they hit the pregnant woman, v'yatsu yiladeh, v'lo yiye asom anosh anish. Okay. That what happens is a tragedy. Somebody loses a life. How do they lose a life? Well, there's a brawl and there's a traumatic injury and they lose a life, that's bidei Adam. What's the second asom bidei shamayim? That's when Yaakov Avinu doesn't want them to take Benjamin to go see Yosef, because he says, Who Levadonish are? He's the only remaining one from Rachel. I don't want anything to happen to him. It sounds like that, like Yaakov Avinu is talking about, I don't want any, right, anything to happen to him from the heavens. I don't want anything, God forbid, to happen to him on the way. He's not saying necessarily that somebody's going to do it. Any kind of tragedy to happen in the way would be bad. So Rambam is saying these tragedies, this term hason is being used interchangeably. Whether the tragedy is right done by human beings or by Hashem, it's a tragedy nonetheless. And since we consider those two kinds of tragedies to be equivalent, so then I'm going to say this now in the Baal Batish, the most Baal Batish way, and David, I'll have you know, saying something in the least Lamdish way is also a skill. So this is the least Lamdish way I could say it, which is that. All tragedies, if you look from the perspective of the person that's experiencing the tragedy, chas v'shalom, then does, from that person's perspective, does he, does it really matter whether he's being killed by Shemaim or killed by Hashem? Whether the tragedy, right, somebody, um, God forbid, whatever, it grows up and, uh, and suffers abuse his whole childhood. So that abuse could be any kind of suffering. And it almost doesn't matter. So if the point of Kim Lehman which we're not going to discuss now, is that you're suffered enough, so to speak, we're not going to also give you a financial kadas, so then that suffering can take on many forms. And the fact that the Torah talks about ason by human hands in the same context, and so uses the same term to, use, to, to, to discuss ason bidei shamayim, implies that we see those two things as equivalent. That no matter how the suffering comes, when that tragedy does strike, we're going to forego the financial payment. Okay, that's the least lumdish way to explain it, but at least you understand what, what uh, we're getting at here by establishing equivalency in these terminology. Fine. So it says the Gemara, Ma ason hamor bide shemaim, bide adam rather, potter minata shlumin, afason hamor bide shemaim, potter minata shlumin. So ason, tragedy, whichever way it strikes, you're going to be potter minata shlumin. That is the explanation of the Chodim Ben who says that even if it is Nisar Kares, the Bezin is going to acknowledge that and not make you pay the financial. Right? So, and again, that's not what we do in our Mishnah because we even say that the Nisar Kares get a Knas. Okay. And that's how we know that we're not like the Chodim Ben Akana. Now, how do we know when Yaakov said, I don't want tragedy to strike, how do we know that he means like tragedy from Shemaim? Like tzinim opachim, like cold tzinim opachim or warm. Of course, Tosfos loses his mind, right? Because we say hakol v'deshamayim chutz mitzinim opachim, and here we're saying tzinim opachim is v'deshamayim. Okay, it's not really a stira because what we mean is Hashem decides whether it's going to be hot or cold, and then it's in our control, right? To Put on a coat, right? Or to make sure that we shmartemet nafshasechem accordingly, right? That we take care of ourselves, like wear a mask when we're supposed to, etc. accordingly. That's up to us. That's what that phrase is supposed to mean. It's not for now. But the point is, 
right? We can control, and even if you say, I call me Deshamayim, this is the Gemara's going to ask also. If you say, I call me Deshamayim, Chutz Mitzin and Pachim, what about all the other Gemara's that Tosfos discusses, where he'll say, I'll call me Deshamayim, Chutz Miyiras Shamayim? So this is a good, a really good source on the bottom over here in the Tosfos in Vlamin Amadalif of what is Bideshamayim and what isn't. Bechira Chafshis versus, right, destiny. Okay. But be that as it may, the Gemara is going to ask the, the Tzinim Pachim question on its own before Tosfos does. But Tosfos brings in all the other cases that we said that are in our control. But be that as it may, right now at this point in the Gemara, the Gemara assumes that Tzinim Pachim, where it's cold or warm, is Bidei Shamayim. But he says, maybe that's not what Yaakov Avinu was talking about. Maybe when he asked, when he asked the brothers, he said, I don't want you to take Binyamin because something tragedy will befall him. Maybe he wasn't talking about, right, an avalanche. Maybe he was talking about Arya Viganve. Well, Arya is probably Bideshamayim too. That's lions. But Ganve, bandits, In other words, the tragedy that he was talking about was not necessarily a tragedy that was divine. It could have been a human tragedy, in which case maybe he's saying the same ason as in the case of the brawl that, that brought the tragedy to the pregnant woman, in which case maybe we're not establishing an equivalency between something that happens from the heavens and something that happens by the hand of man. So Gemara says, no. Atu Yaakov, aha, azar, aha, lo, azar. Do you think Yaakov was really splitting the atom? And, may, and do you think he cared whether the tragedy happened by bandits or by an avalanche or by a quicksand? He doesn't care. He just means, I don't want anything to happen to Binyamin. He means whichever which way it would befall him. In fact, I would argue you could use just the Pasuk of Yaakov Avinu and you say that the word Ason is inclusive of everything, right? So Yaakov, as the Gemara says, Yaakov al-Kol mil yazhar. When he said Ason, he just meant tragedy in whichever form it takes. And therefore, it does not mean that, and therefore, right, it means that Bidei Adam, Bidei Shemaim is the same thing. And therefore, that's a good, that's a good thing for Bichun and That means that Kares and, and Misa Bidei Right and 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 skila are the same. Okay. Well, once we're saying that, now we're going to digress a little bit on this destiny versus bechira. So wait a minute. Are you really going to say that tzinim pachim, cold and hot, is in, in the hands of Hashem? Right. Everything we said in the brisa, we've already learned this brisa. Everything is bidei shamayim. Everything is Hashem designed, but tzinim pachim. It doesn't really mean cold and heat. It means the sickness that would be brought about by not wearing a mask or by not wearing a coat, etc. All those things are things that Hashem designed into the Bria for you to be careful of. And He's giving you Bechira Chavshis whether it gets sick or not. So, Shanaamar, how do we know? Because Pasuk and Mishlei, Tzinim Pachim Bederach Ikesh Shomer Nafsho Yerachik Mehem. Right? That if there's hot or they're cold on the way, a person who's smart and is watching and watchful over his own health, Shemir Nafsho, Yerachik Mehem. He has the ability to distance himself from them, and therefore he, we have a Bechira. Hashem is going to make it hot or cold, but you are expected to react accordingly and to protect yourself. Okay? That's one question. Vesu, are you really going to say that lions and bandits are necessarily by man? What happens here? There's a, right, there's a Brysa that said that from the day that the of Mikdash was destroyed, so okay, you didn't go to Bezdin and the Sanhedrin didn't give you Misa, midesh, midesh, uh, right, uh, the Arba Misa's Bezdin. So, however, the Arba Misa's Bezdin never really fully went away. Even though the Sanhedrin didn't do it, Hashem sort of took on the responsibility of the Arba Misa's Bezdin. How so? Lo Batlu? What do you mean, Lo Batlu? 
Yeah, what do you mean? Sanhedrin wasn't there anymore. There was nobody to, to give out the Arba Misos Bezdin. Ella, no, what the Bryson means is we turn to Lamed and Beis, Din Arba Misos Batlo. The Din, at the almost symbolic time, 6.14 a.m. The Din of the Arba Misos Batlo. How so? As follows. Let's say you did something that deserved Misos Skila Bezdin. So what would happen to that person? You see what happens? Hashem takes matters into his own hand. The Bezdin isn't going to kill you, but you're going to fall off the roof or you're going to be trampled by a wild beast, which is like a simulation of this skila punishment that Hashem's taking into his own hands, so to speak. And same, similarly, Misha if you did something that would right, uh, incur a strafa penalty, and you learn a little bit about these Arab Misa's Bezdin, you fall into a bonfire, or you get bitten by a snake. I mean, why that's strafa is interesting, because as Rashi says, it internally burns his insides, very nice. Right, um, like pouring the hot lead, etc. Umishani hariga, and a person who would have to have hariga is where you get beheaded with a sword. Or nimsulamalchos, or listim by in love. So you can be handed over to the authorities. The listim will, you know, ISIS will will behead you on YouTube. Or umishani tchayev chenek, or if you get the strangulation, o tova benar, o meis srunki. Right, and if chenek's a strangulation, so you're going to die by choking either in a river. Or Srunki, which is a condition where a person chokes. A very kind of graphic, horrible, not, not for the faint of heart imagery. But the point is that whatever the capital punishment form would be in Besdin, Hashem takes care of it in the natural world, which is another way of saying that the Misa Bidei, this is a real equivalency between the, what happens Bidei Shemaim and Bidei Adam, right? So the Gemara says, Ela Epoch. And so therefore, what it's trying to say is that any any um, thing that would befall you is really midei shamayim, right? That's Hashem sending it to you, right? So you say, why did this happen to me? It happened to you because Hashem willed it. Oh, so so then what's the tzinim apachim in the Arya Ganve? It's we used to thought the tzinim apachim is from Hashem and Arya Ganve are, are human beings. Well, guess what? We had the kasha tzinim apachim. We had the kasha in Arya Ganve. If you flip it, everything makes sense. Watch this. It's the opposite of what you thought. Ela epoch, just flip it. Arya veganve midei shamayim. Yeah. If you get carjacked, that's Hashem sending them. And And however, getting a cold or getting COVID, well, that is not Hashem doing it. That's you doing it to yourself because you didn't wear a mask or you didn't wear a jacket in the cold. So he's saying what you thought was Bidei Shemaim and Bidei Adam is really flipped. Something to ponder. Okay. Because it may, the two are granted an equivalency according to, right, and therefore they're treated the same. And therefore, right, even in Isra Kares, we as Bezdin would acknowledge that that came from Hashem, but it, there's a punishment nonetheless, and we don't, on top of it, give an Isra Mamans. Now eight lines down, Rava Amar, Taima de Hacha. He argues with Abaye. All of this, uh, Ason, Ason was Abaye. Rava is Chavrusa, doesn't let anything go, does he? He thinks it's a different source. It's not Ason, Ason, this equivalency between Bidei Shemayim and Bidei Adam, but rather, Sukim in Parshas Kedoshim. It says, Right? If it's a punishment, if the people of the land, right, uh, actually, uh, do they, if they let the guy go, a person who gives his child to Molech, which is brought up multiple times in Parshas Kedoshim, it's a big Isser. It was like a rite of passage that's an Isser Daraisa. And if they do that, if a person does that and then you leave him alone, 
Hashem says, guess what? I'm going to punish him myself. I take matters into my own hands, says Hashem, Kaviyachol. V'samti anias panai ba'ishahu uvimimishpachto v'hikarti oto. V'hikarti oto. Which is to say, I'll take matters into my own hands, says Hashem, so to speak. And he and his family, I'm going to take a look and I'm going to give him kares. That's what Rava says. What does it mean? It says, Torah kares shili kemisa shalahem. Amr Torah, kares shili kemisa shalahem. The Torah said, Hashem said, my kares is like your misa. Ma misa shalachem parzerminatashlumin. Don't forget, right, that Molech also gets a misa al pi bezdin. But if you don't do the misa al pi bezdin, I'll do the kares. Well, this is more specific. What Rava is saying is that the iser kares specifically is like the Hashem equivalent, so to speak, of the iser misa be de bezdin. Right? That's what it means. Kares shali, my kares, Hashem's kares, is like your misa's bezdin. Ma misa shalachem patr me tashlumim. Just like we hold of kimle de rabimine, where your misa's bezdin is going to make him patr me tashlumim. Af kares shali, patr me tashlumim. So too, when I give kares, and it's all in, in Molech, where he says, if you don't give the misa's bezdin, I'll give the kares. So my kares is therefore equivalent to your misa's bezdin, says Rava. And therefore, just like with misa's bezdin, we're not going to also give a, a tashlum on top of it because of kimle de rabimine. So too, if there's going to be a kares, as is in the case of the Krovin in our Mishnah, we're not going to make, make a, give a knas. Good. So now the Gemara wants to know, Ma'ika bin Rav Abaye. Is there nafkamina there? Abaye had the ason ason, Rava had the kares misa. So he says like this, Ika bin Zarsha achal truma. Aha. If a non eats truma, what's the penalty? Misa bide shamayim. Ah, anywhere where you go, so again, Hashem could kill you in a couple of ways. He can give you kares, or he could give you Misa B'nei Shemaim. Well, guess what? Rava is creating an equivalency between Misa's Bezdin and Kares alone. His case doesn't give you Misa B'nei Shemaim. Whereas Abaye, when he says Ason Ason, that includes both Kares and Misa B'nei Shemaim. So that would be a different. Azar Shachal Betruma does not get Kares. So therefore, Le'abaye, right, he, he gets a Misa B'nei Shemaim. So therefore, Le'abaye Potter, according to Abaye, whether it's Kares or Misa B'nei Shemaim, it's still Ason, and therefore he'd be patum tashlumim, but the Rava chayev. But according to Rava, who says that the only equivalent of Misa's Bezdin is a kares, so he would also agree that Nechunyin Benekana is not the author of our Mishnah, because our Mishnah has Yisurei kares of Krovim. But if it was a Zarsha Truma, he would say in that case, he would have to pay a knas, because that's not a Misa, that's not a kares, that is a Misa Bidei Shemaim. And only kares is equivalent to Misa's Bezdin. Ah. So now the Gemara asks, on a totally different Lumdus journey, we just said that Abayi said that a zarsha achal tetruma would be pater from tashlumin. Well, the problem is, how would he be pater from tashlumin? Because now we learn another thing about Kim Levi which is that the Isra has to be simultaneous. So if I burn down somebody, if someone burns down somebody's house on Shabbos, the Isra Skila of Srefa is going to right, be simultaneous as the Isra Mamon of burning their possessions. But zarsha achal tetruma is difficult. Why? That even a Rechunim ben Akanya, who's not going to make you pay uh, with an Iser, uh, when you have a simultaneous Iser Mamon and Chiv Midei Shamaim, he would agree, that if a person steals somebody else's Chalev and then eats it, so eating Chalev, right, is a Chiv Kares. So stealing is also a Chiv Mamon, where you have to pay back. However, you're still going to, even though the kares and the mamon are going to be simultaneous, right? And again, kares, both Abaya and Rava would agree that he should be chayev, but still, uh, that he should be pater rather because of Kimle. In that case, he's going to be chayev. Why? 
another lumdus idea. The gneva and the israchelev have to be simultaneous in order to use kim lebedurabamine. And here, what happens by definition? First, you steal it because you have to be kona it, and then you eat it. Ah, well, the stealing you're still going to have to pay for because it was not simultaneous with the eating. You weren't bobbing for apples where you're stealing and eating it at the same time. That's impossible. So it says, wait a minute, maybe. Well, it has to be because the stealing, well, the kasha here is, wait a minute. The stealing, the reason why you have to pay is because it's not simultaneous. Right? That he was kona it when he was gonev. And therefore, at that point, he incurred the yichi of mamun. Then he had the chi of kares only when he ate it. So hachanami too, be'idna de'abe kanye. So wait a minute. Maybe if the Kohen eating a truma would also need to have the simultaneous eating of the truma and stealing, right? Or the czar, right? He's eating the Kohen's truma. So he's stealing it. And he's also the iser of czar eating truma. So we say, So what we want to know is, in that case, how are you, how are you ever going to have a case of a czar eating a truma having to pay Mammon, uh, and not having to pay Mammon, being potter according to Abaye. Because according to Abaye, he's going to say, unlike Rava, that even a chiv misa bide shamayim, you're going to get kimle. But the zar shachal truma, it's always going to be not simultaneous because he's, he's not having the iser until he eats it. So the Gemara, it has to be a case where you were force fed it at the same time and therefore the iser and the kinyan are simultaneous. So Gemara says, wait, sof sof came to the Kanye. Yeah, but when, but when he chewed it, he acquired it. And mitchayev v'nafsha lo havi adebala. That's why it's such a yeshiva sugi, right? Now we're really splitting the atom. When you chew it, you're a konet, and you had the chiv mamon, and the chiv for the eating truma of midei shamayim is not until you swallow it. So the Gemara answers, the answer that's so famous, we shoved it all the way down his throat. And so we're going to pick up tomorrow on Shabbos, Hechi Dummy, five lines up at the bottom of Lamed Amid Base with that thought in mind. May everyone have a good Shabbos.